Angry Pleasant Hill residents didn't hold back Tuesday night while addressing the city council. The student safety and the influx of daily semi-traffic probably does not hit a chord with you like it does many of us. The street stuff will be done irregardless whether the warehouse was going in or not. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And it's been an interesting week off. <laughs> but if you're listening to this show, thank you. There are three ways you can listen to this show. The first is you can listen through my website, markscalia.com, so you can learn more about me and where I'm going to be, my calendar, my Facebook, Twitter. You can tweet me and all that stuff. That'd be great. The second way you can listen is if you want to be part of the live chat, you click the box you're listening to, and it will send you over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com, and then you can be part of the live chat. And we got a bunch of listeners tonight, so I'll be reading their comments for no apparent reason, so <laughs> becoming distracted, as I always do. And the third way you can listen is if you can't listen to us live, you can listen to the Slightly Edited for Time podcast version of the show that you can download through iTunes. So as we start every single week, and by me bringing you up to speed about what's been going on, I now here's the thing: I have to, I got to get into this a difficult way, because I have to. It's going to take me a little bit longer today, and I'll explain why. And I will explain why in the happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's now. When? Just now. Wear it now. Now. Go back to then. When? Now. 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 I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And the reason I said I was going to let you know, because I have to stand for the show. I've never stood for the show. <laughs> I've never stood for the show before. <laughs> Why would you? No, I've never been standing for the show. Let's just put it that way. And because I hurt my back again, which is so fucking stupid. So I've got the mic extended all the way up. I have to kind of lean over and work the board a little bit. And if I thought about this a little more, I would have set up. I have an upright. I have a standing desk. I should have set everything up on the tall desk so I could just stand there and do everything. It would be easier. But now what I'm going to do is stand for a little bit and sit for a little bit. And you'll hear the microphone creaking probably because if I do this. Oh, no, you don't because it's the good one. Let me just read some chats before I get into this. LOL. But you... You've stood up on a show. <laughs> and my sister hearted that because you're because my bum hurts. No, my back hurts. And Kim says, oh, no, your bum bum hurts. Huh? I don't. Yeah, th this is why I should never read the chat. <laughs> I say myself every week. Don't read the fucking chat. And what do I do? I read the fucking chats. So. No, I you know, some I went to two chiropractors for my back and it's not. It's not, and I went to a specialist. I've got my discs; they're compressed, and the uh, the I guess the spongy pad between the discs is it's a little it's dry or it's dried out. And when I talked to the doctor, and I I went all through this one, I went all through this before when I had the problems. He had said that you can't do anything about it. Like that was his, he goes, eh, can't do anything about it. Cause I'm thinking, well, I'll just rehydrate them. I'll just drink more fluids and I'll, you know, oils or whatever. And he goes, nope, can't do anything about it. So then when I lost the weight, my back felt great and I was great. I was doing fantastic for months on end. It was just months on end. And over the past month, I've been, <laughs> I've been slacking a little bit in the dietary thing. Cause you know, when you're eating something, you go, yeah, you know, it's, it's only one ring day. 
It's it's not going to kill me. It's just one. And then a week later you go, eh, but you know, it's if I want to have a cheeseburger, I can have a cheeseburger. And then the week after, so, and I knew it. And I fucking knew it. It's my own doing and I can't complain about it. So, you know, and that's the thing. And the thing is, um, and I want to get into this, but it's going to be a little interesting segue. Couple people in my life have actually gotten in in car accident recently. My nephew got rear-ended coming up on an off-ramp. He's fine, hurt his arm. He's doing okay. My brother was actually in a car accident today. He was on his motorcycle. He got clipped by a car. He was coming out and he pulled in. Somebody pulled around. So, but he's okay. He's doing all right. But you know, as far as the accidents and things go, there's always choices. And I say this about my back, and I say this about accidents, and I say this about. The universe is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I've been listening to a lot of Alan Watts, who's a philosopher. He talks about how you're not different from the environment. And I believe some of that. And some of it's kind of hard to swallow. But, you know, you take it in stride. So my theory is there are always two choices to everything. And if you start with the basic, there's live or die. If you die, you got no problems. Don't worry about it. You're all set. If you live, you have two choices. You want to be happy. Well, you're going to be miserable. If you're miserable, you got no problems. You got no problem. You're just miserable. That's it. If you want to be happy, well, you got two choices. How do you want to be happy? Can you be happy? You know, there's always two choices, and we always make our choices. And when somebody, and my brother was telling me today, he goes, he goes you know, I, I didn't do anything. And I went, well, yeah, you did. You're not directly responsible. You're indirectly responsible because you chose to ride your motorcycle on the day. You chose to take that street. You chose to stop and go when you stopped and go. So you are, you're a part of it. And to me, it doesn't make you feel bad. Like if you know you're part of the choice, it actually, to me, it makes you feel better because you have the choice. You make those decisions yourself so that, you know, so you can't be, oh, the world fucking hates me. You know, it's because it's like, well, you know, the world was giving you opportunities. Maybe you didn't see them. Maybe you, you got to try a little bit. And, you know, to me, it just opens up different avenues of my own possibilities and and I'm just trying to be better and I'm trying to do all this because it's the it's coming into fall and a lot of stuff starting to shape up I'm starting to find direction I'm starting to feel a little better other than the back I'm doing great the Christmas trolleys tickets went on sale on Monday and like it's already 30% sold out it's fucking ridiculous and I mean, I'm excited about it, but I just now I know. Oh shit! I gotta get, I gotta get better. I got, I gotta take care of myself. I gotta make sure I don't eat fucking ring dings and cheeseburgers anymore. It's like that's gonna be eliminated from the diet forever. No more exceptions. So nobody has what? Is it? Nobody likes a pity party. Yeah, no, I fucking. I told my brother. I told him today. I go, you know, I shouldn't get two phone calls. I shouldn't get bad phone calls. And happy birthday phone calls. I just shouldn't. And you know what's fucked up? Most of my life is like that. I get two kinds of news. I get occasional good news, and most of the time it's fucked up news. And that's through all phone calls, through work, through personal, whatever. It's always the same way. And I told him, I said, look, if you call me up and you got some misery to talk about, let me talk about my misery too. Ask me about mine. I'll ask you about yours. Because I do that with comics because they're like, oh, I just got an email. Sorry, man. We got to cancel Friday. I'm like, ah, that sucks. I go, yeah, summer's terrible. And they go, yeah, summer fucking sucks. And what are, right away, we're not mad. We just go, you know, it's, it's, it, we thin it out a little bit. We kind of, we spread out the misery by commiserating, which a lot of people don't know how to commiserate correctly. People bitch and they gripe. If you commiserate, which is co, two people, or more people, or sharing your thing. You commiserate. You share your misery with other people. Misery loves company. I don't know if you knew that, but it helps. So there's no reason to be miserable. You know, the Christmas trolley's coming up. Halloween's coming up. I got a lot of bookings. I'll tell you about that later. But you know something? Since I'm in a fairly good mood, other than my back, and I'm going to sit for this, we're going to play Sounds Like Sex to Me! It seems like the volume's not loud enough tonight for me. 
Maybe something's affecting my hearing. Anyway, we're going to play Sounds Like Sax. This is where I play you a saxophone solo, and you have to figure out the song that it's in. And I used to ask for the artist and the song, and you know some at this point, name the song, for the love of God. Just the song. And we got a few listeners tonight and who like to play this game. So how about we start with the first one? I love this one. How about this? Karen got it right with just the two of us. Do you know who sang it, by the way? No, I don't need all the lyrics. We, we can make it if we try. <laughs> just, no. Who sings it? Yes, yes is not a, a thing. You know, so I'm just going to get to it. It's, uh, it's, it's a Muppet, a first president, and me. <laughs> See if you get that reference. A Muppet? A first president and me, Boss Skaggs. Not even fucking, what the fuck? Boss I can only sit for so long, so I got to sit in between. It's not Boss Skaggs. It's Grover, Muppet, Washington, first president, and junior, me. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. There you go. And it keeps going. It's 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 infested with saxophones. That guy must have been paid by the note. <laughs> you know what's fucked up? I can dance by sitting. Like, I'm dancing right now, but I'm sitting. I'm doing the torso shimmy. <laughs> all right, that's enough of that. So, All right, that was the first one, Grover Washington Jr. Grover Washington Cleveland. <laughs> no. How about this one uh, from, it's like early 80s. Nobody's going to get this one. I doubt it. It's like 30 seconds. No, it's not from a TV show. Not from a TV show. Not. It's from the 80s. It's not from a TV show. Richard Marks, no, but you're in that same demographic. Um, if I said sunglasses at night... You might get that one. It's the same guy who sang Sunglasses at Night. Never surrender, Kim said. Oh, you know, I forgot to play you this. You know this game sacks, man. There you go. <laughs> it is. Never surrender. Yes, Corey Hart. And how about this one? It is Elton John. Little Genie. Karen got it right. Oh, Genie. An old stupid joke. Did you know that Jeannie had a major Nelson? <laughs> waka waka. Oh, Jeannie. That's the game. You get this. You know this game sacks, man. There you go. Nobody got the bad one today. You guys are doing really well. Hopefully you'll do really well against my guest for his game. And my guest coming up 
is going to be Mark Turcott, and you're going to get a little sample of him during the break. He's a very funny guy, works out of Maine, and he runs a whole bunch of stuff, and we're going to get to talk to him. We'll be right back. You're listening to Radio Regardless. From 1981 to 1992, saxophone usage and songs were 9 out of 10. However, since 1993, modern-day songs featuring saxophones have decreased 87%. Because of this, most of today's saxophones have been abandoned, and some, homeless. At the United Saxophone Usage of America, we provide songs for saxophones. For just pennies a day, you can help these instruments desperately in need. Meet Kenny. Falling on tough times, he performs in adult films. Thanks to your contributions, he is playing in the rendition of Greece for the Robin Kowalski Middle School. Our mission at USUA is to get saxophone usage back to what it was over two decades ago. Please give to the United Saxophone Usage of America, because we can all use a little more sax. This is Jerry Caruso. I'm on Radio Irregardless with the talented and lovely Mark Scalia, or Scalia, whatever you want to call him, but Irregardless. I hope this turns out good, and I hope people are listening. Who's excited for the presidential election? Couple <laughs> feel like three people? Uh, I've been asking that question for a couple of months, and nobody's excited, except for you guys. Everybody's like, can we just cancel it this year. They come back next year with all new people. Maybe we'll try that. You know, some people do have a sense of humor about it. There is a deli in Washington, D.C. that has a sandwich name after each candidate. Yeah, they have the Donald Trump, which is full of baloney. Kind of makes sense, right? But I like, I like the Hillary Clinton sandwich. It was invented by her husband, Bill. And the great thing about the Hillary is at any point after it's delivered to your table, you can trade it in for something fresher. But you only get to take one bite. And then they bring the Hillary right back to you. And it's cold. And it's angry. And it stays with you for a long time. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was a little sampling of my guest who joins us via Skype. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Mark Turcott, everybody. Oh, boy, this is great. Thank you. I, I only get another month and a half out of that joke. <laughs> and then I got to drop it. I know. It's a funny fucking joke, man. Thank you. It is a great joke, and it's it comes back to you, and it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can just you can just picture it. It's it's not good. Oh, I would have loved to be a fly in the wall in that fucking house after you that know, shit. I, oh my god! I heard because um, the Secret Service had to be there after uh, oh. after that whole Monica thing went down, and I heard uh, she threw a lamp at him, and there was a lot of yelling. <laughs> um, but th- th- there was never like any uh, official report that came out of it. That's just, yeah. I- I'm guessing that's hearsay. But there was, I, the Secret Service guy did say that it got pretty ugly in that house. Uh, you think? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Everybody talks about how Bill Clinton was this man. But you're the president of the fucking United States. If you can't get laid because of that, that's, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, you're the president of the United States. Are you not smart enough not to get caught? That's what I'm saying. Like, Bill was not yeah. that. I mean, they're like, well, you know, he was very, he's brilliant. He's a Rhodes Scholar. He's an right, idiot. Right. He's a fucking <laughs> idiot. Because if he was smarter, he wouldn't have got caught. <laughs> and this was before Facebook and shit. Like, it's not yeah. like she tweeted, I blew the president. Exactly. This it's- wasn't a Julian Edelman situation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's what I meant. I forgot. That's what I was going to talk about in the fucking monologue. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> Tom Brady and boom shaka. I meant to talk about that. Are you a football guy, Mark? I, I do enjoy football. I'm at the point now where I don't 
I don't care who wins. I just want to see a good game. I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm not a fan of any team, but I do enjoy the game. Yeah, I'm I'm psychotic when it comes to some games. Like I can't watch any games, and my wife will definitely attest to this. Are you a gambler by any chance? Uh, I used to be until I realized statistically you can't win. True. And then I went fuck it. True. I'm not. You yeah. know, it's it's too far against me. Like every once in a while, yeah. I'll buy a lottery ticket, but I'll never yeah. bet on a game. I just I, what's the point? Exactly. Yeah. It's. It's not good. But so when you're going nuts at the TV, are you rooting for a, a specific team or a player, or why are you getting upset? It, well, it might be, it might be that, like it, it's a team that I like the least. Like if the Steelers are playing the Falcons, I'll be like, Falcons beat the fucking Steelers. I'm not a big fan of the Seahawks. Don't really care for the Steelers that much. Fucking Dallas, the whole team, the whole fucking team, just. <laughs> Just not a fan because it's Tony Romo. Yeah, he's in he's in worse shape than you are right now. <laughs> yeah, but he's played football, so I understand his excuse. True. I just you know in this that I didn't say the monologue. I didn't even tell you. I didn't tell you how I hurt my back. I just say I did a corporate gig. It was a murder mystery on a boat on Lake George, New York, and my character who dies is a messenger. The guy who wrote the show thought it'd be funny to have the messenger show up in a banana costume. You know, like peanut butter jelly tap, peanut butter that. Yes. So I'm wearing the banana costume and I run in. It's a smaller boat. So we got to run like almost past the galley. And then I walk up three steps to the bow where only, you know, only staff can go. And the door to get out is slightly shorter. So, of course, I'm walking, I'm running up the stairs trying to get the other cast members through because now nobody knows who killed anybody. I whack my head on the top of the doorway. And I must, you know, you know when you hit your head, it sends a shock down your whole body? That's when it happened. And the top of the banana was fucking crushed. (laughs) I look like Demoulis bagged me. Did anyone get video? No, no, no. Nobody oh, got fit. Okay. Look, everybody with the fucking B A N A N A S. This shit is bananas. B A N A N A S. But let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you. First of all, let me uh, let me sit again. Hold on. I got I got to sit and stand. Sit and stand. So, I don't know if I can top that. I'm just gonna tell you right off the bat. I don't know if I can top that banana story. Oh, uh, it's just you know, it's the shit I chose to do. Again, we're back to yeah. the choices of the universe. So if you guys uh, and I just put your stuff in the chat. This is Mark Turcott, and I'll spell it for you: T U R C O T T E. You can find him or free stalk him on Facebook at M Turcott Three. He's on Facebook. Just type in Mark Turcott, you'll find him. And on Twitter, yeah. he's at Mark underscore Turcott. That again is Mark with a K, the only way you should spell it, unless you're That's right. 5,000 years old. And then Turcott, T-U-R-C-O-T-T-E. And if you can't remember either of those, just type in markturcott.com, and then you can find him there. And he also runs Main Event Comedy. That's Maine as in the state of Maine, at maineventcomedy.com. Tell us a little bit about Main Event Comedy. What is Main Event Comedy? Uh, Main Event Comedy is a, a series of shows that I produce throughout the state. Uh, when I first started comedy four years ago, I started with a fundraising series in Auburn, Maine. And those shows, were they went really well, and they were pretty successful. And, and I was like, well, you know, there's got to be more venues throughout the state where I can do shows. And I didn't necessarily want to do fundraising shows. Uh, you know, the, the Auburn shows are going great, and I, I kept those as fundraising shows. But I, I needed to make a few bucks doing this. Um, so I started I started searching out venues. And I have, uh, what do I have now? I think I have seven or eight venues that I do monthly shows at. And I have a couple that I do four shows a year. And uh, I'm starting to to book small theaters now, which I I absolutely love. Uh, I'm starting to get away from the bar scene a little bit. And there's a lot of funny people in Maine. A lot of people (laughs) don't. And some people might not even know that Maine is in the United States. It is. It I is. just want to <laughs> want to make that clear, uh, but there are a lot of funny people in Maine, and I just I, I want to do what I can to promote them and to put on uh, professional stand-up comedy shows throughout the state. And I I was listening to the monologue, and I got a little worried, Mark, because I have you booked for an April show in Gardner, and I just want to make sure you're going to be okay for that. Dude, should I work on replacing <laughs> you now, or are, you, are we going to have to wheel you out on a gurney? What's what's going to happen? You know, it's fucked up. Now I have to look at and make sure I have the gig. <laughs> 
April. What is it? April? Yeah, it's April twenty second. Yeah, yeah, Johnston Hall. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good for that. It's yeah, uh, okay, you know, good. it's like twelve. You know, be good for that. It's like eight okay. months away. I should be just fucking. I'll tone and roam with that bitch in. <laughs> Will you out on a dolly? It's just, it's just, I'm strapped to a dolly like Hannibal Lecter without the mask. They're like, you gonna be all right? It's like he's a very physical comic. Yeah, I put in a motor so I can move around like Professor X. But yeah, so in a nutshell, uh, that's that's what main event comedy is all about. It's just myself trying to produce and promote shows throughout the state to showcase uh, the talent we have here. And you've only been doing it four years, and for you to produce years, yeah. for for you to produce the level of shows you're doing and the quality of shows and the amount of shows is is really amazing because nobody else is doing that. I think the only person who even come close to that was Rob Steen, who started producing shows like two or three years in, and then within like five years he had and he still has a multitude of rooms. I mean, he's probably got close right. to 35 or 40 different venues. Plus he books a lot of, you know, independent rooms or one nighters or fundraisers. And so that that's fantastic. It's fantastic that you're doing that. Oh, thanks. It, it's a lot of fun too. It, it's it, a lot of people dread it. They, they dread uh, putting shows together <laughs> and uh, booking comedians and going through all the logistics, but I actually enjoy it. I enjoy producing a show from from top to bottom i i just love the whole experience i enjoy sitting backstage and you get a, a little view beyond the little crack in the curtain where you see people coming in and i sit there and you know i, I think about you know these people are coming in because i had an idea mm. and now this room is going to be full they're going to have 90 minutes of great entertainment and it, it's everybody's going to be happy at the end which is I, I want everybody to win at my shows. I'm not out to make a killing. I, you know, I, I like to make gas money. I like to pay the comics a few bucks, but I just want everybody to have a good time. And that, uh, so far, so good. That is that is a very sweet and completely uh, amazing lie. <laughs> <laughs> that is so sweet of you. Yeah, I do it. I do it because I love it. I love. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah. I, I do it for the heroin. I'll be honest with you. It's yes. The, it's the yeah. gross amounts of heroin. It's and if I knew heroin helped my back, I'd be free fucking basing or free lining or what are they, are they free lining? What do they call it? Uploading uh, free basing mainlining. I couldn't figure it. Out. Okay. Oh yeah, you're in Maine. That's a heroin place, isn't it? That's Get a lot. Right. Of, that's right. Get a lot of the heroin capital. It's heroin. Ca not only is it a, a state which we've confirmed, but it's now the heroin capital, or at least, well, actually, well, Methuen I think is the is a heroin. Heroin's a big thing. I'm like. How how do you even? I I wouldn't even know where to get heroin. Is heroin like you can walk down to like the corner drugstore you know, now? And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Where you don't know how to get heroin. <laughs> I don't I don't know that you really want to research that. <laughs> um. Oh, a friend of mine, Josh. He's um he's saying hi from L.A. Just hang outside to the Dunkin' Donuts across from the TD Garden. <laughs> it's like one eight hundred. <laughs> <laughs> One eight hundred heroin. You know it's no. Is that enough letters? No, it's not. I was gonna say if it's enough letters, you know somebody bought it. <laughs> and why? Why is it a Dunkin'? Why not a Starbucks? You know, you would never get that at a Starbucks. No, her, uh, Starbucks, you get Molly. Yeah, and, and you know, you know what I want to know? Why is everyone who works behind the counter at a Starbucks they're a barista? But if you work behind the, the counter at a Dunkin', you're on parole. <laughs> I I don't get it. Oh, oh my God, I got to stand. I got to stand. <laughs> Every time I laugh, it hurts. So stop it. You know, so let me do this. Oh, okay, Let's, no, no, I don't mean stop. Let's do this. Let me take our second break, and we're going to get another little sampling of you doing some more stand-up. And when we come back, we're going to play a very cool game that I wrote today especially for him, and you guys are going to get a chance to play against him. You are listening to Radio Regardless, and we'll be right back. This is Ebenezer Scrooge, and although it's fairly warm now, winter is coming. And when it does, be sure to see me on the Salem Christmas Trolley. Tickets go on sale Monday, September 12th at 9 a.m. 
Tickets are $30 each, and there's plenty of shows so that I get to torment all of you. But feel free to pay for the ticket and not show up, because less bodies, more money. And until I see you on the trolley, this is Ebenezer Scrooge wishing you a humbug. Hi everyone, this is Penny Osmond, and you are listening to Radio Irregardless, the show about nothing. Just like Seinfeld. McDonald's was in some hot water. McDonald's, one of their Happy Meal toys, uh, they had a, those Minion Happy Meal toys, the little yellow guys, right? You wind it up and the Minion would talk. And parents thought they heard the Minion say, what the fuck? <laughs> That's what parents heard and they lost their minds. They were calling McDonald's and emailing to express their anger. And what I'm thinking is, hey parents, you just purchased a Happy Meal. Stop pretending you care about your kid. <laughs> Nobody's buying it. Right? Nobody's buying it. Walmart, there was, a, there was a Walmart in Indiana with an operating meth lab in the men's room. I'm not, I don't make this up. I'm just like, the operating meth lab in the men's room. So the police heard about it and they came in and they broke it up. Uh, but on the bright side, it's the first time anyone working inside a Walmart earned a living wage. <laughs> and you're back at Radio Air Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was, again, a little sampling of my guest, Mark Turcott. Talking about uh, little minions saying fuck you, which I think they do. <laughs> I do. I, I actually think they probably would say fuck you. If they I think could. they would too. They're full of attitude. Those they full guys. So a couple things I want to catch up with. Uh, the first is Josh uh, changed it. There's actually one eight hundred four heroin. The number four. So I don't know if it's a real number, but if you call it and somebody goes, "Hey man, what's up?" You know you got the right <laughs> line. And the other thing is I fucking forgot because I did them in order. I did them in reverse fucking order. I do that all the fucking time, man. Like, you know when you think of something, you're like, oh, I got something. Oh, but I want to get to this. And you do the second thing right. first, and you forget the first fucking thing. Well, yeah, we're, we're in our 40s. Oh. It, it comes with the territory. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you've been doing it for four years, and you're now playing yeah. a lot of venues and a lot of theaters and stuff like that. What is your new favorite venue? Do you have a favorite venue they like to book? I or? do, and it's the one you're going to be playing uh, in April. It's Johnson Hall. It's uh, it's in Gardner, Maine, and it's a 152-year-old theater. It's a 125-seater, and it's just it's gorgeous. Oh, nice. uh, perfect stage, perfect lighting. The crowds have been great. We sold out every show we've done there so far, and it's just it's an electric atmosphere in that in that room i actually Um, there's another one i'm sorry again yeah there's another one in rumford that's very similar it's called the mystic theater and uh similar seating arrangement and uh, again just a professional setup professional sound lighting and that's that's what i think i'm starting to get spoiled now by doing all these theaters uh and and, you know you you do a theater on a saturday and then then you're in a bar on a wednesday and it's like oh man i want to go back to the theater (laughs) (laughs) I have yeah, found that uh, more theaters are picking up more comedy shows in recent years. There was a, I don't know if you remember, well, I'm trying to think where it was. I know it was in Maine. I can't remember the town offhand. It was, it was Cumston Hall. And I familiar. can't remember. It was, it was, again, it's one of these turn of the century theaters that somebody had spent, you know, uh, half a million dollars renovating or, you know, a million plus renovating. And it was like a 700 seat theater. There were 500 seats on the floor and 200 in a balcony, and when you you know, and then it's then you're in a theater and you're walking through it and there's so many things and it's and it does it spoils you because when you play a theater, the acoustics are better, the audience is usually there for a very specific reason, and then you play a fucking bar and you're like, yeah. why am I doing this at all? <laughs> yeah, and Johnson Hall they're renovating the upstairs to to a 400 seat theater, so that's that's pretty exciting. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, they do it right. And the the great thing about this is they would only do family friendly shows. Like as, as long as I've known about them, which has been well over 10 years, they, they only did family friendly shows. And then I got a call out of the blue from their executive director saying he wanted to bring stand up in there. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do, 
I, I don't like censoring any comedians. I, I said, I'm not going to do family friendly. If we can make it 18 or 21 plus, that'd be great. And it's the first uh, series of shows they've done that are strictly for adults and the adults love it. Oh they're yeah. Like, you know, oh, yeah. they're like, there's, there's no guilt about leaving the kids at home. So, you know, we just get a, ba- a babysitter and we go out and, ha- and have it, uh, an enjoyable evening. Yeah. So, it's been really good. Yeah. And you know something? I just, I remember that where Cumston Hall was, it's in Monmouth, Maine. Cause the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know, well, theaters. Josh renamed and, it. Yeah, Josh he renamed did. It. Yeah, and I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm just fucking, you know, it's, I'm telling you, I don't, I should never read the comments. You know, it's weird. My wife jumped offline. <gasps> she's, oh, no. in, she's in trouble now. Oh, I am mad at her. I actually have a special sound thing. When she leaves, I play this. God, you know, I, I don't know why this guy's wife isn't here. If I were her, I'd be here every show. Because <laughs> I know she jumped off. Anyway. So the theaters that you've been doing, the smaller theaters, 125 seats or like 500 seats, where are you going? You going all over Maine? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going. I have uh, Gardner, Rumford, Portland, uh, Lewiston, South Paris, New Gloucester. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to spread out all over the state. Nice. And, uh, and even get out of, you know, get out of the state once in a while, too. It was fun. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I think I've actually played the Rumford one. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. That one I have uh, I have monthly shows uh, starting there on Saturday. I have Dan Bolger coming to headline that one. Okay, yeah, because I was I was up there. I was doing a fundraiser at the high school, and I stayed. I think I stayed at the Rumford Hotel, which is upstairs from a bar. And it's like it, I'm telling you, Rumford, Maine is like the. I swear to God, other than electricity, the town has not changed in 150 years. But it's not one of these, holy shit, where the fuck am I? It's like, wow, this is fucking... It's like literally like you stepped in the fucking TARDIS and you just went boom and you ended up... Uh, it's not Comfort Hotel. Will you stop, Josh? <laughs> fucking don't read anything. I felt like it was in a saloon and I'm like, I'm going to go upstairs and have myself a bath. It's like, it's that kind of feel. It was so fucking fun. And you have one of those... Uh, one of those scrub sponges with the long handle <laughs> on, and you're sitting there with your cowboy boots on, just yeah. washing your back. I got my I got my boots and my hat on, and I'm just like, Miss Priscilla's gonna come up as soon as I'm all fancified. <laughs> as soon as I wash the crud off. Yeah, just the, just the first layer. But it's really it's a fun town. It really is, and they were big because of all the uh, the logging. And now the logging is starting to slow down, so a lot of people are leaving. And it's good that you can bring for the people who stay. You got to bring something there, you know. And other than that, they're all. I mean, I've been to places that are so let's just drink and fuck, and that's it. And it's not even in that order sometimes. And it doesn't matter who. It's it's so. Yeah, and then it is the Comfort Hotel. <laughs> it really is. It becomes that. So, so you know, speaking of places in Maine and all the halls you've been playing, you are from Maine, right? You're from Lewiston originally. Uh, no, I'm from Massachusetts originally. Are you really? Uh, yeah, I, I I was born in Attleboro and spent 14 years there before moving to Maine. Oh, okay. So most of your, so a good formative years were spent in Maine. Right. Yeah, which is it's better. And it's Lewiston. Were you in Lewiston? Or did you travel yes. all over? Yeah, I I am in Lewiston. Which okay. I believe is like the Worcester uh if you want to yeah, compare it, is. it to a Massachusetts town. <laughs> Lewiston, Maine is the Worcester of Maine. It's the It's, it's the Worcester of Maine. It's yes. the Worcester of Maine. So, because you've been there for a long time, I wrote a game especially for you, and the game is called Maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> it was the best I, I could do. It. It's, it's a good thing I wore my unitard for the show. Yeah. Actually, you know what's funny? I have to watch. The, I, I have to. I had to get the song because I don't have it. So I had to go to YouTube and I'm watching it. And then, of course, I, I, then I download it. And I'm watching it. She was in phenomenal fucking shape, man. She's still, that Amazing. holds up. That still holds up. You could bounce a roll of quarters. Off of her backside. Oh my god! Are you shitting me? If you hit that, if you hit that chick in the ass with what a roll of quarters, the quarters yeah. would break. It's like cracking it open in the draw of a cash register. You'd be like, boom! Oh, is it? Was it? Where's her name? Jennifer. Jennifer Beals. But who's the other Beals? It's Jessica Beals. Right. Is Jessica Beal is the new one? 
So I had to watch the video, and then it took me a while to write after that. So yeah. So, but this the clean up. (laughs) I had to go to the hotel. Um, And Josh, I'm not reading that last line. I'm not reading the line about Trixie. I am absolutely not reading it. So, but I played Maniac because you're from Maine and we're going to play Maniac and Maniac is questions about Maine. Now, you and I are speaking via Skype, so we're speaking almost instantaneously, Uh but the listeners... Because they're through the internet, they may be experiencing a delay of up to eight seconds. So your advantage is that you are faster. Their advantage, there's more of them than of you. That's how you're playing against them. So here, it would be a test question. Maine has, and this is true or false, Maine has, uh, Maine's coast runs 3,500 miles long. Is that more or less than the coastline of California? I believe that Maine has the most coastline in the United States. I read that somewhere, so I will say it's Maine. It would be Maine, and I would give you this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and that's how we play. It's that simple. It's that easy. So here we go. Here's the first official one, and be ruthless. These people people are ruthless against you, so you have to be ruthless for them. Let's go. Okay, here we go. First one. This is uh, true. Which one is true? Rockport is the birthplace of the donut hole or Peaks Island is the home to a museum dedicated solely to umbrella covers. Uh, oh boy, I'll take uh, I'll take the first one, Rockport. You, the That's donut nice. hole. Don't, you believe the yeah. donut hole is true and the umbrella covers is false. Yes. Hmm. Fi- final answer. Final answer and it would be the worst offenders are sinful, too. It's incorrect. That is an incorrect oh, answer. The correct answer is they are both true. God damn you. Fuck it. Yes. In Peaks Island is the home to a museum dedicated solely on umbrella covers. That's it. That's the whole right fucking on. thing. Who, who, who gets that? How many? What kind of drugs do you have to do to come up with that idea? I, I don't know, but. It made the shows. So. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if you like, if you start a museum, it would be something that people would go and kind of like. I understand modern art museums, or you know, uh, or uh, like we have the PBD Essex Museum here, here in Salem, which has artifacts yeah. from you know the Far East, and and then of course you know Americana, and you know there's the Museum of Science and all the museums that you walk in and go, oh, I may realize nothing. You, you mean one or two things that aren't for you, but for the most part, you're coming for But who, who would actually go to go, I wonder what kind of umbrella covers they have. Yeah. Like, let's, let's plan a weekend. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> anyway, what is this worst game ever? Stop it. This game is getting better. <laughs> How about this? There are some laws on the books in Maine. I'm going to give you three. You have to tell me which is not true. Okay. First one. It is against the law in Maine to step out from a plane while it's in flight. (laughs) Or you can be charged a fine for leaving your Christmas decorations up after January 14th. Or 50% of the U.S. toothpick supply is produced in Maine. Which? I think B is false and uh, A and C are true. Okay, let's see. The worst offenders. No. Those are actual laws. If you step out of a plane while it's in flight, that's a real fucking law. You can be charged a fine for the Christmas decorations. And not 50% of the U.S. toothpick supply is produced in Maine. 90% of the toothpicks. Wow in the u.s are produced in maine fucking man i'm taking a beating here (laughs) it's all right it's i'm not i'm not really keeping score uh (laughs) how about this there are two stephen king books that were made into movies well there were several books that were turned into movies but two of his books that he wrote were shot in maine give me those two names now, this is easy. You get a head start. You can start rambling off some things until you get it right, until the audience catches up. Two were shot in Maine. Yes. Uh, how about Dol- Dolores Claiborne? Nope. And Misery? Nope. Ah, shit. Keep going through them. Uh, it? Nope. Dinner? Nope. 
Uh, Shawshank Redemption? Nope. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> They're still not even oh, trying. Man. The audience has just given up as well. <laughs> yeah, they, I don't blame them. <laughs> how about how about I I'll give you a hint? What okay. would you call a dog or a cat? Oh, Cujo. Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Pet Cemetery. That's one of them. Oh, Christine. Yeah. Okay. Christine. Okay, no, not Christine. Uh, when you die, most people like to be buried in one of these. A pet cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> no, you already did that. One. I know. What's another I word? Thought, I thought it was an. I thought it was another trick question. What's, what's another word for cemetery? A uh, uh, graveyard. A graveyard, and uh, what do you call uh, the thing in that you'd have to step on a clutch and go from gear to gear? Graveyard shift. Yeah. That's it. You go. Yeah, yeah you go. Those oh, are wow. the two. That was a long way to go, but you I hope you kind of spoon fed that one to me. <laughs> How about this one? I'm going to give you four names. You have to tell me who was not born in Maine. Poet Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, President Franklin Pierce, Breakfast Club Rebel Judd Nelson, or Milton Bradley. Only one is not born in Maine, all the other ones are. Okay, Bradley. You say Bradley, Milton Bradley was not born in Maine. Yes. The worst offenders. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I'm going to be waking Milton, up to that guy. Milton, actually, Josh got it right by saying Franklin Pierce. He was born in New Hampshire. President Franklin <laughs> Pierce. Yes, Wadsworth Longfellow was born in Portland. Judd Nelson was born in Portland. And Milton Bradley was born in Vienna, Maine. All right. Well, there you go. Before Milton Bradley, you know, started his whole game empire. All right. Now, we said born in Maine. How about we made in Maine? What was not made in Maine? Mittens, snowplow, or earmuffs? What was not invented in Maine? Mittens, snowplows, or earmuffs? Snowplow. You were fucking terrible at this game. The worst offenders are <laughs> sinful, too. Earmuffs were invented in Maine. Snowplows were invented in Maine. And mittens were invented around 1000 AD in Latvia. Okay. <laughs> and the last so one. I'm doing well. There <laughs> we go. Maine is the third biggest producer of pure maple syrup in the country. Okay. All right. What? Is the Doesn't first matter. and second. <laughs> uh, Vermont. Vermont would be correct. And. Come on, you could do this. Uh, Has anyone gotten anything right? Kim has. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a win-win all around. Yeah. So you got Vermont. I got Vermont. I'm just going to end it there. No, you give me another one. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna risk getting another question <laughs> wrong. I'm going out on top. No, but if fifty percent is not correct, no, Minnesota is not is not correct. I'll tell you what. It's still in the Northeast. Just name all the states in the Northeast. All right, Rhode Island. Nope. Connecticut. Nope. Is it in New England? Nope. North Carolina. Nope. <laughs> I just came back from there yesterday. I don't. This is. <laughs> <laughs> Canada. No, I didn't come back from Canada yesterday. I was in oh, Lake. I was in, oh, I was in Lake oh, George, York. Lake New York, Vermont. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! You know something? This game was so confusing. I have to take a break and count the scores because I have no idea what happened. <laughs> I don't. But let me count the scores. And we come back. We're going to ask Mark the three questions that I ask of all my entertainers. Please tell us about your first time, your best time, and your worst time. You are listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, 
call the Radio Air Regardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Air, regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And still on the Skype line, for no apparent reason, is Mark Turcotte. And again, <laughs> licking you, my wounds. Li- yeah. He's licking his wounds. And again, you guys can free stalk him on Facebook. He's at mturcotte3. On Twitter, he's at Mark underscore Turcotte. And his websites are markturcotte.com and Main Event Comedy. So if you want to book him or book a show through him, markturcotte.com is your calendar on there as well. It is, yeah. If you go there, you there are links to everything. So okay. that's that's like the hub. And they can, you can go back and forth and visit it all. You know, yeah. it's just, it just increase the traffic. That's right. Make his servers tired. So I calculated all the scores, and uh, let's just I'm sorry. Let's let's just <laughs> say that it wasn't good for you. So no, but no. but your effort do, do was. I get a parting gift. You do. You get this. Wrong, sir. <laughs> Wrong. You get nothing. You lose. Oh, man. Good day, sir. Yes, that's what you get. Now, that has a totally different meaning now. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's all dead. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think my audience has beat my guest in the past, like, I think out of the past eight shows, they've won, like, six or something like that. So it's, oh. yeah, they're they're really, yeah. So d- d- don't worry about it. It's all right. And, you know, it's like you're from Maine and they're not. But technically, they didn't beat you. You just lost, which I don't know if that yeah, feels I, better. I never asked to move to Maine. It's like <laughs> I didn't do research and go, yeah, that's where I want to live. I just ended up here. <laughs> these these are multiple choice questions. <laughs> and I know Yo, that. Can you just take like. Do you have GarageBand open? Is that what you're using for this? No. Just like highlight the last 20 minutes of this show and hit delete. <laughs> but let's do this because we're going to wrap the show. But before we do that, a couple things I want to get from you is we definitely want to find out what you got coming up over the next few weeks and next few months so my audience can go and visit you. But first, please tell us your first time, your best time, and your worst times on stage. Uh, first time was... The uh, the graduation show. I did a I did a comedy workshop, and we had a graduation show at the Asylum in Portland, and we were all supposed to do five minutes, and I was going last in in the show, and I ended up doing twelve, and it was it, it was pretty awesome. Uh, it was a great experience. Uh, nobody gave me shit for going long. I think everybody went long in the show, anyways. <laughs> um, but it, it's uh, I wasn't nervous at all. Uh, I just I was very confident and couldn't wait to get on stage. I remember pacing backstage like a like a caged animal, just uh, I couldn't wait to get up there because I knew I never knew how to get started in comedy. I I I'd wanted to do it since I was twelve years old mm. and never knew how to get started. And once I got started and it was introduced to the scene, it's like okay, this this I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. So there was no there was no nervousness there. Um, the best was actually uh, a, a combination of shows that I did in October of 2014 at Mohegan Sun. It was the the funniest comic on the East Coast contest, and I ended up making the finals in that. So I drove, I, I traveled to Connecticut three weekends in a row, survived uh, six rounds of single elimination comedy shows, and ended up in the top five out of I think we had 50. Uh, competitors so and Mohegan Sun is just a, we played at the Cabaret Theater yeah and it, it was just a amazing great experience cool now you told us about your first time told us about your best time now if you would please tell us about your <laughs> worst time <laughs> my, my your worst time gut-wrenching was... soul draining <laughs> <laughs> I was a year and a half into comedy and still pretty dirty uh i started out I, th- I think a lot of people start out writing dirty because it's easy and that's where i was at uh it, pretty much all of my material was dirty and uh, a woman who i knew through my previous job asked me to perform for my daughter's uh elementary school faculty <laughs> on the last <laughs> it was it was the last day of school, and they all went out to this bar slash restaurant, and oh. they were they rented a private room, and they all had dinner, and I was the entertainment. And after they finished eating, I went on. I, I brought my sound system. I set everything up, and it, it, two jokes in. I'm 30 seconds in, 
and I'm like, I need to get out of here. This is, it was like, and she wanted me to do like 15, 20 minutes. I think I did about 10 or 12. And uh, I just, I just looked at the audience and I go, I feel like I'm holding you guys hostage because there were no laughs. There were a few Snickers, but no laughs. And everyone was just staring. They're just staring. You could tell they just wanted to go home, <laughs> but you know they felt obligated to to watch me, and uh, so I just let them off the hook. I go, I'm I'm just gonna stop now if you guys are cool with that, and it's not like I was I was being paid a, a great deal of money. I think I got a twenty five dollar gift card to oh. uh, a local bar. <laughs> oh, I would have jumped after four. <laughs> Oh, it was it, it was brutal, and the and the worst part was, uh, so I pack up all my stuff and I bring it out to my car, and then um, so everybody's saying goodbye, all the teachers are saying goodbye. So I go back in the bar, sit at the bar, and I, I just have a beer, and, and I'm thinking about what what a horrific experience that was. And then every one of the the teachers and the faculty walked by; they had to walk by me to exit the oh, bar. The walk of shame. <laughs> yeah, ah. and, and they're kind of patting me on the back, going, "You you did you did you did okay, you did good." <laughs> Like just, just leave. <laughs> yeah, it was horrific. Don't make eye um, contact. I, <laughs> just leave. Don't make eye contact at all. Yeah, yeah. Just, just let me drink my beer and get the hell out of here. <laughs> we all know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like the. It sounds. People don't even understand. Like comedy, when it's good, it's it's. I'm telling you, comedy is a lot like sex. When it's good, it's fucking great. When it's bad, you just want to finish and go. And there's no easy way to walk out of the room. You know, exactly. it's uh, it's yeah. just God yeah, so awful. You just stand up there and you say, you know, this never happens. Uh, this, this is the first time. This yeah, this, I, don't, <laughs> I don't normally do this kind of thing. <laughs> you should have seen last night's audience. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, this has been great. Yeah. Today. I'll call. Okay. Can I, you know, maybe, uh, you know, you know, I'll give you a couple weeks. I'll, I'll call you. <laughs> Just yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah. I'll work it out. And the second thing I wanted to ask you about is now that everybody can go to your websites, markturcott.com and maineventscomedy.com, what do you got coming up that's big that the audience can keep fresh in their minds about what you got coming up? Over well, the I next have, couple uh, weeks or uh, month? October 28th, I'm doing the Bull Run in Shirley with uh, Jerry Caruso. That'll be fun. I'm yep. starting to do a lot of shows with Jerry now. I just met him recently. Yeah, Jerry was just a guest November. on the show last week. Was he? Yeah, yes, he's, he was. He's a great guy. I've known yeah, Jerry like forever. A lot. Uh, November fifth, I'm doing uh, West Rutland, Vermont. It's a it's a fundraiser for their local food bank. And if you, yeah, I don't want to bore everybody with this shit, but if you just go to the website, you can see what's coming up on my calendar. But one thing I am pretty excited about is in the I think it's the late summer, or early fall of 2017. I'm going to be uh, making my national TV debut on Gotham Comedy Live. Congratulations, so man! That. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, so you got to check them out. So, ladies and gentlemen, go to markturcott.com, maineventcomedy.com, and then you can free stalk him on Facebook and Twitter, all that stuff. Mark, thanks for being part of the show, man. It's been great, and I uh, I know I'm going to see you soon. Thanks for having. <laughs> all right, man. Have a great night. That was Mark Turcott, everybody. Mark Turcotte. Oh, so fucking funny. He fucking tanked that game horribly. I didn't think it was that difficult a game. It's tricky. But he's just like, I don't know. I just I just sleep here. So it's he should have done better because he's promoting all these shows in Maine and, you know, trying to help local people. Yeah, let's help locals. And I don't know shit about my state. Anyway, <laughs> I'm breaking Aggies. Speaking of not knowing what they're going to be doing, let me tell you what I'm going to be doing. Tomorrow night, September 15th, I'm actually going to be at Mix 360 in Malden uh, doing a fundraiser for uh, a high school friend of mine. He's running for school committee for the vocational school that I went to, so I'm going to be doing some stand-up for him, raising some money. Friday night, I'll be at the Sons of Italy doing a fundraiser, and Quincy doing another big fundraiser, a lot of fundraisers. And then Saturday night, I make my triumphant return back to Manchester, where I'll be at Headliners Comedy Club up there at the Radisson. Hey, if you want to be a sponsor, guest, or leave a message or a comment, please email the show, radio irregardless at gmail.com. Call the hotline, 978 9294. Next week we're off because I got a show. But the week after, September 28th, guest 
comedian Pat Napoli. Guys, we'll see you in two weeks. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2016. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello.